Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. New Extra Charge Hot and Iced Coffee from Dunkin' is made with 20% extra caffeine from green coffee extract because we could all use a little extra this year. Whether that's an extra boost, some extra boldness, or the drive to go the extra mile. We're extra ready for whatever comes our way and extra excited to take it on. Let's get it done with a medium extra charged coffee from Dunkin' for $2 with 20% more caffeine. And pair it with snackable stuffed bagel minis for an added all-day boost. Order ahead on the Dunkin' app. America runs on Dunkin'. Participation may vary. Limited time offer. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Ghost in the Night, a Hauntings and Paranormal Podcast. I'm your host, Phil Sams. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy schedule to listen to this podcast. Now, today starts the very first episode of a series of episodes that I'm going to do where I'm going to talk about demons and demonology and all the fancy stuff that goes along with that because that is such a big topic in today's paranormal when it comes to paranormal investigating spirit worlds and ghosts and all that stuff especially with the popularity of all the paranormal reality shows out there they love them some demons the world has went demon crazy so naturally i need to jump on this bandwagon and talk a little about demons and demonology and what they are and that is basically what this episode is going to be about is kind of my first episode i'm just going to give a brief overview of what's to come in future podcast on the topic and also kind of give you a crash course on what a demon is and what a demon isn't and then in later episodes we're going to talk about how to protect yourself whether you're out doing an investigation or you're just having maybe some demonic activity in your home that is pretty much what i want this to do now a lot of this is going to be based on or focus more on the investigator side so paranormal investigators will hopefully get a lot out of this but this all translates into or all all this can be used if you're not an investigator and you're having some issues or you feel you're having issues and i'm going to definitely tell you ways to know whether or not you're dealing with a demon or just a jackass spirit so be sure to stick around for this entire series of podcasts and let's go ahead and get the podcast started Ghost in the Night with Phil Sams. The word demon or demonology strikes such a nerve in people and causes such a guttural reaction that it's hard to get around and it strikes fear into the hearts of people, dives right down into their soul. But as a paranormal investigator, there's unfortunately just no way around it. You might just happen to be at a location and something will come across that might be demonic and very evil, essentially. And even if you're just a regular Joe in your own home, there's a possibility that you could get some kind of demonic attachment or even 
worst case scenario, some sort of possession. This is some. This is a fact of life. Now, what it is, we don't know with one hundred percent certainty. Nobody truly knows what it is, and that is why I am diving into the topic of demon and demonology, not to find all the answers, but to find a greater or much better understanding of the topic and how to deal with it and cope with it. Understanding demons or demonology is really, really tricky. And here is exactly why, because you mentioned the word demon because it strikes such a fear and has a tie to Satanism or evil practices. It's hard to do research. Not I shouldn't say it's hard to do research, but it's hard to really dive into it and talk to people about it, and especially talk to people with that aren't as well versed in the topic, because you get a bunch of strange looks. People automatically assume you're an occultist, you're a Satanist, you are practicing the dark arts, but that's not the case. We need to educate ourselves. I've always felt that the best way to attack any problem or deal with any situation is to learn both sides of the coin, essentially. And that is such a concept that has been forgotten in today's society. We hear something, we learn something, and we immediately form an opinion, and we take that opinion to the grave with it. We fight for it tooth and nail. Instead of gathering in all the information and forming an educated opinion on that particular topic, social media has ruined that. You can list countless times when something's been posted where we only getting one side of the story and then all of a sudden people will get up in arms and outraged and they don't know the whole story. They just know what was presented to them. So instead of taking a look and learning the whole story, they just form that opinion and immediately they go out guns blazing. But this translates into just standard education when it comes to the paranormal. Especially stuff that is a little bit more darker, like demonology or demons. We have this formed opinion in our mind about it, but the only way to get an educated opinion about it is to learn both sides, do research on both sides of that topic. I'm not saying just because you research it does not mean you're pro-demon or pro-Satan or pro-evil. No, it means you want to educate yourself and learn about it. That way you are better prepared and you are more knowledgeable about it. That's what it's really all about. So that is the approach I take. I'm not pro-demon. I'm not a Satanist. I'm not an occultist. But I want to learn about demons. So if I do as a paranormal investigator, because I do go out on investigations. If you're new to this podcast, you might not know that. I do go out on investigations and investigate the paranormal and look for things. And I have come across some things that could be demonic. I don't know for sure if I'm being totally honest. And we'll cover a lot of this in future podcasts because like I said, I'm going to kind of do a series of podcasts on the demonic or the demon topic because it's there's so much to it. I just can't fit it into one podcast or it'd be an all-day podcast. And I don't want you to sit here for seven, eight hours. So I'm going to stretch this out and do topics on particular episodes and kind of hopefully encompass the whole thing. But you have to learn that to go into it. And that is what I have done. I've, you know, I've been into this for a, for a while now, just for the mere fact, I wanted to educate myself and know what I'm coming 
up against. Now, since I started doing going out and doing actual investigations for the podcast, I've always had um, experiences throughout my life. I do, wouldn't say I've had demonic experiences, but I've had paranormal experiences. I've had what I felt were ghostly encounters. I don't have the working knowledge of demons, but I've always had an interest in, interest in them to just prepare myself for what could happen. And I've really ramped this up since I've been doing this podcast and going on in investigations to prepare myself to know what I'm dealing with, know the do's and don'ts, because if I don't know what I'm getting myself into, how can I prepare myself? So that is why we need to research this topic, learn, educate, and be so well form- informed about the topic of demons. That way, when if you were to come across a demon, you are better prepared to handle that situation. Now, I'm going to say this, and I've said this in the past, when I believe it was in a few different episodes. I know I've kind of covered this in demonic scratches when I found some scratches on myself in my home. If you haven't listened to that, head back um, a few episodes ago. I, it was in the 20s, somewhere around there. I don't know exactly which episode, but it's called demonic scratches. I got, but just to kind of recap, I got scratched. I came home from work, got scratched, or I, let me rephrase that. I came home watching TV, petting the dog. And I felt a little burn or, you know, my leg felt weird. So I kind of reached down and kind of put my hand on it. I have, I had jeans, lifted my leg up or lifted my pants leg up and there's three scratches. Now on the show note page at ghostofthenightpodcast.com, I do have some pictures of it. I took pictures of it and I did a podcast about that and what I thought about demonic scratches. And in that podcast and on in other podcasts where I've mentioned the topic of demons, I've said in many podcasts, actually, you know, in today's society with all the shows, there's a demon fest going on. Everything's a demon and everything is evil and people are getting possessed left and right. But in actuality, in my opinion, from what I've experienced and from what I've researched, that's not necessarily the case. Being attacked or having an encounter with a demon is the exception, not the rule. It's not as rampant as the internet or some of these paranormal ghost shows wants you to believe. No, it's not that bad. I'm not saying they're not there and there's not interaction with demons or people getting possessed or having, you know, being affected in some way. That's not what I'm saying at all. But what I am saying, it is few and far between. Most, I can't put a percentage on it, but most of the so-called demonic encounters aren't demons. It might be just the spirit, maybe portraying itself as a demon, which we will kind of get into in later episodes and maybe a little bit in this, toward the end of this episode. But the odds of you coming in into contact with a demon as a regular Joe who isn't going out looking for or conjuring them is low. Now, if you go and do some ceremonies and you are actually trying to bring out and open a door yeah, you're, naturally your odds are going to, going to go up. It's kind of like drinking and driving. Your odds are zero if you don't drink, but if you go to a bar or have a few cocktails at dinner and go out driving, your odds go up. So if you go out actively trying to open portals, you are more likely to have a demonic encounter. But just the every run of the day mill hauntings or activity that goes on 
is not demonic. It's more along the lines of just spirits interacting, and we don't understand exactly what's going on, and we might perceive it as demonic. So that is strike number one when it comes to doing the research and actually doing the paranormal. You need to first understand what you're coming up against. If you say, get a case, if you're trying to help somebody who might have a demonic or demon in their home or at a location, or if you personally are living in a space or at work or someplace you frequent often, most likely it's going to be in your home. If you feel you have a demon, you need to look for the signs, do the research, and kind of know exactly what you're dealing with. And we will cover signs and what to do and stuff in later episodes. This is just a base overview of what my episodes on demonology and demons is going to be. In this episode, we're just, like I said, we're just going to talk about what is a demon and what can they do, what can't they do. It's kind of just a brief overview. But we are going to dive a lot deeper in future podcast episodes and go into much greater detail of what's going on in the demonology world. But like I said, we're just going to keep this one basic, simple, kind of have a summary. Hopefully, I'm going to give you some good information that will intrigue you to want to do your own research and naturally come back in future weeks to catch this whole series of demon episodes that I'm going to do. So let's kind of move forward and explain what is demonology. So demonology is merely the study of demons, their origins, their backstories, their purpose here in this realm. This world can be a very dark place, and once you fall down that rabbit hole of being oppressed by a demon or having interactions with a demon or even just doing the research, things can get weird and shit can get real real quick, and before you know it, you are in a dark place. So you have to kind of be strong-minded. I've always said in the paranormal, no matter what you're dealing with, you need to be strong-minded and have an extremely be self-confident, be strong in any situation in life, but especially in the paranormal. If you think you're dealing with something that's evil or even demonic, you need, you need to be a strong mind because they feed on fear. And demonology is that way of studying what demons do and how they affect people. So you are better prepared to fight, for a lack of a better word, that entity or that spirit that is coming across and trying to affect you. Now, when you first think of demonology or demons or look into the topic, whether you have an encounter or you think you have an infestation or not, the first thing that always comes to mind is the church. It seems like religion and the church seem to want to have a monopoly on the demonic world. When that is so hypocritical and so hypocritical and so not the case, I've heard people, I've seen videos, I've interacted with people, and some people feel that if you don't believe in the Bible, you don't believe in demons. They're not one and the same. Yes, demons are mentioned in the Bible and have been mentioned in every religion dating back as far back as you can think. Every religion has some form of demon. Now, some people think they're fallen angels, and we will kind of go into that a little bit deeper in future episodes as well. But people, some people think they're fallen angels that fell with Satan in the Christianity realm or some sort of genie or whatever it is. But bottom line is, 
the church and religion does not hold a monopoly on the demons. If you are an atheist and you are having um, a problem or you something is affecting you, now you have to do something about it. Now, just because you are an atheist and you don't believe the same thing that the church believes, does that make your experiences any less valid or inconsequential? No, absolutely not. You are still having that reaction. So take the church out of it when it comes to demons. Yes, they can help you. They can provide a service. They might even be able to get rid of it for you. But just because they believe in a higher power doesn't mean they're the only ones that gets to talk about or explain demons or work with people about demons. There's evil is out in the world. You can't have good without evil in forms of demons. If you believe that demons are fallen angels or Satan's angels, you can't have God's angels without demon angels, just like you can't have a God without Satan. You can't have light without dark. You There has to be both ends of the spectrum. That's what gives the universe balance, essentially. we That is how we know one from the other, or we we can define good by knowing or experiencing evil. It doesn't matter what your religion is. You can experience all this with not having a strong faith. It has nothing to do with that because that demon doesn't care whether or not you believe in God or you accept you accepted Jesus Christ into your heart. That demon doesn't care, really. His only goal is to affect you. Now, some believe his only goal is to drag your soul to hell. But bottom line is it doesn't matter what you believe. Now, I want you to look at this as a paranormal investigator. So I'm talking to those paranormal investigators that listen to this podcast. Now, if you're just a regular person who might be having experience, you can learn something from this as well. But looking at this like a paranormal investigator, I prefer to leave religion at the door whenever I'm paranormal researching, essentially. Doesn't mean I discount it or don't think about it. This is real touchy, and I know some people are going to hear this and automatically get pissed at me immediately because I just said I leave religion at the door when I'm doing paranormal investigating. I personally feel when you're doing an investigation, you need to keep a clear head, and you can't come into any investigation with any biases whatsoever. You can't have a bias whether that place is haunted. You can't have a bias of whether that place is just a regular four walls and a roof. Just like you can't have a bias on something as a demon or a spirit or whatever. You have to come into an investigation as a clean slate. That is the only way you can experience what you're going to experience and keep a level head about yourself during that investigation and also during the review process. If you're biased in one way and you have an experience, you might misrepresent it in your mind and it might turn into something that it really wasn't. I don't want to come into any investigation or any paranormal exercise or experience focusing one side or the other. I want to be completely down the middle and focus on the research. Now, this doesn't mean, when I say this, it doesn't mean forget about God or your faith at all during an investigation. That still needs to be a part of you to a certain extent because you do need to have some form of protection when you're going out and searching for the weird and paranormal. Whether you believe in it or not, some people might just think that's a strong mind. 
you need to have faith that something will protect you. And that faith, whether it be God, whether it be a crucifix, whether it be a Coke bottle, whatever it is, you need to have faith that that will protect you in the dark times. I personally do have my faith to help protect me, but I believe that faith gives me a strong mind to where I know I'm ready to do battle if I have to. And that's kind of sounds dramatic. Or my faith is strong to, strong enough to help me cope with anything that I come across and hopefully present a strong enough attitude where I don't have to worry about attachments. I don't have to worry about bringing things home with me because they know from my strength and my faith, which let me, let me rephrase that. My faith has given me enough strength and enough mental fortitude to express my strength to that entity that is, might be trying to attach to me. So I don't completely leave it out the door, but I don't want religion to bias or corrupt my investigation to where I might say something's paranormal that's not, or discount something that might be paranormal that, you know, I don't really, I have to, I don't want to draw any connections with a biased faith in my mind. I want to keep it, keep it clean, keep my mind straight, and let the evening come to me or let the investigation come to me. I hope that makes sense. I'm, I fumbled it around a little bit, but I hope you understand what I'm saying. You, you can't come into the investigation automatically thinking something's a demon if it might not be. And I'm, you know, like I said, we'll get to all that at some point in future podcasts. But bottom line, just keep a calm, open mind when going out on an investigation. Okay, let's kind of get into the meat and potatoes of what an actual demon is when it comes to demonology. I want to keep religion out of it to a certain extent. Now, we'll have to talk about religion a little bit just for the mere fact, you know, they go hand in hand to a certain extent, but I'm going to approach it as a non-faith type conversation. In layman's terms, a demon is a spirit that is not of this realm. According to societies and religions throughout the ages, there have been malevolent spirits across the world playing havoc with our lives since the dawn of time, essentially. Demons could and would most definitely affect certain aspects of our existence. They have this power over us, or they show their power over us by some people and some religions feel that they can change the weather, or they affect the weather, or they affect your overall health. Every religion and every culture has a different opinion of what a demon is and how they interact with the world or us in general. However, there is one thing about all of them that they, a demon has in common. Demons are non-human. They are evil spirits. Well, let me strike that. I'm going to get to evil in a minute. They are spirits that, were non, that are non-human. They were never human. Demons are not ghosts. There is a big dis- distinction between a ghost and a demon. Spirit would be a better word because a demon is a spirit or entity to where a ghost is a deceased relative. Bottom line, and the most important part of this, I if you want to take anything away from this very first demonic podcast episode, it kind of even sounds weird saying it, oof, is a demon was never 
a human. It was never alive. It never was born. It never lived a life. It never had kids. It never died on this plane or on this on the earth. Now, getting to the evil aspect. Evil is kind of a tricky term when you're dealing with this paranormal when it comes to ghosts, demons. Hmm, how can how can I explain this? You can't quantify a demon or any spirit as evil. Well, yes, you can, but you can't say evil and expect people to understand that or say that is complete that is a demon. No. Yes, demons are evil. But here's where it gets tricky. A ghost can be evil, but a ghost is not a demon. If Uncle Bob was an asshole and an evil, a mass murderer or a serial killer or whatever in real life, he dies and he goes on to the next realm or the next plane of his existence, whatever you believe that is. He's, if he was that much of a dick in real life, he's going to be that much of a dick in the next realm. So if he's evil in real life, he's going to be evil in the spirit world. But he's still not a demon. He's just a dick. So a spirit or a ghost can be evil, but it can't be a demon. A demon's a demon. It wasn't a, it wasn't a human, but it can be evil. And this is where it gets tricky when it comes to identifying and why it's so important to know what you're dealing with when you're experiencing paranormal activity or a haunting, whether you are dealing with a spirit that is just angry, if you're dealing with a evil spirit or evil ghost, or you're dealing with a demonic evil minion or whatever. So you have to understand what you're working with. And that is extremely hard to tell. And this is the paranormal. We do have some tricks of the trade, essentially, to know whether you're dealing with a demon or just an asshole spirit. But is it 100% foolproof? No, because demons, from my experience, and no, I shouldn't say from my experience, so from my research, demons are tricky sons of bitches. They, will, they lie. They will trick you. They will try to trick you because they want to get at you, get at you and hopefully control you in some way, whether that just be your mind or an outright possession. So you need to know what you're dealing with and what you're, what you have to overcome. And like I said, we'll kind of, I'll do another episode or a later episode of, you know, how to deal with a demon. And that will pretty much cover, you know, I'll go into more detail about knowing the signs that you could be possibly have some kind of demonic interaction. Okay. Now we kind of have an idea of what a demon is, but you know, as I, as I continue to research and do my studies on demons and demonology, it really brings up a lot more questions than answers in most cases, because there's so much out there. There are so many different uh, ways to look at it or how people look at it. Every religion is different, and it can get confusing and overwhelming really fast. And so. You know, naturally, as I'm studying and I'm looking into this topic, I have more questions. And one question that I really has really stuck out in my mind now that we've covered kind of what a demon is, we're going to move into a little bit of what they can do now. But I'll kind of cover that a little bit more in other podcasts, but I want to highlight it right here because it has one really good question that kind of 
contradicts what I know about the demonic realm and what all the texts or wherever you research it, what they say. And that is, we know demons are not human. They never were human. But there are some people that believe that demons can take human form. I know in some of the scriptures from what I've, you know, I don't have a vast knowledge of the Bible. I mean, yes, I have faith and, you know, I was raised in the church, but, you know, I was a kid and I didn't pay that much of freaking attention, if I'm being honest. But through my studies, you know, people believe that demons can take human form. Now, some say they need blood to do that. Maybe that's where the whole vampire mythology came into it. Vampires have always been associated with demons. So that is probably where the uh, vampire myth came about. But that's, you know, that's a topic for another day. Now, the question that arises in my mind when I think that demons taking human form. Why would a demon have to take human form? Why wouldn't they take human form? If they could take human form, I would think they would. And if they could definitely take human form, then why would they even need to possess somebody? I've always come, I've always attributed or I've always thought of a demon in possession as that is the only way a demon to can get into this realm and have a physical body. Now, I know some, a lot of people think that demons can take physical forms, but in animals or some sort of, a lot of people say that they'll take, you know, the shape of a black dog or black cat. But if they can do that, why do we need possession? What is the point? If there's multiple ways of getting into this realm, I would think actually taking the shape, taking the form, they could do more havoc than just affecting one person by taking them over and possessing their body. So that is something that as I continue to study, continue to educate myself, hopefully I will come to some conclusion about it. Hopefully I will get some guests on the podcast that will might be able to clarify that for me. If I do, that is one question I'm going to ask them. If you haven't answered that or want to weigh in, you can go to Twitter at night underscore ghost. Send me a direct direct message there. You can send me an email at gitnpodcast at gmail.com. That's the new email account. Let me know what you think about if a demon can take a physical form or they have to take over somebody's body and possess them. That is kind of the topic or the question I want to address with this episode. Now, like I said, we're going to cover a lot in this demonology series of podcasts. We're going to, like I said, we're going to cover what they can do a little bit more in depth. We're going to talk about possession. We're going to talk about how you can protect yourself, kind of make sure you give yourself the best fighting chance to not get possessed or, and that's going to be basically geared more toward paranormal investigating. But like I said, most people who are experiencing a uh, demonic type activity, then, you know, they can attribute and use this, these techniques themselves. If you have an idea for a topic on, you know, when it comes to demons, something other than what I've just mentioned, be sure to reach out 
with those same Twitter or the email address and kind of voice your opinion on something you might want to know or if you you know have some insight on it, be sure to reach out and let me know. Maybe I can get you on the podcast and talk about it and share your opinion or your expertise. That is always an option. I am not one of those types of people that think they know it all. I'm always looking to learn and I would love talk to talk to you about it. Now don't forget, like I said, follow us on Twitter at night underscore ghost. We have a Facebook page as well at Ghost in the Night Podcast. And you can also follow us on Instagram at ghost underscore night underscore podcast. Those are really the best ways to reach out and get a hold of me and interact with me. Um, we always have the show notes on the website at ghostinthenightpodcast.com. Now, we do have some affiliate links for those paranormal investigators. If you need new equipment or you want to see what's out there, the latest that's out there, head on over to the website and I have some affiliate links for Ghost Stop. That is a great place to get the. Uh, tools of the trade, you might say. Um, I know some people on the team that I go out investigating with, they use the S-Box, which you can get there. It's different than the spirit, standard old-fashioned spirit box. has a few more interesting features, and we seem to like it and have had some pretty good luck out of it. So use the affiliate links on, I have them on multiple pages on the website. I know it's definitely on the homepage and even some of the show note pages. So once again, go be sure to check out that site and use the affiliate links that way he'll kick us back a little something and help this podcast and keep it moving forward now we also did get a really good response about the bonus episode that i did last that came out last tuesday um i'm going to continue to do those i didn't do one this week but i will continue to do them from time to time it's not going to be an every week thing but be on the lookout for those in the future. Now, I know I mentioned that I'm probably going to start trying to do those recording sessions live on YouTube. I'm looking to hopefully, if I can narrow down time, do them on Sundays uh, in the evening, Eastern Standard Time, 8, 9, 10 o'clock, somewhere there. But my schedule's kind of hectic, getting ready to move. Uh, so I'm going to have to move the studio to my new residence. And so even the regular podcasts could be iffy here for the next couple of weeks. I'll definitely get them out every week, but I may have to kind of do them on the fly and not have, I won't have my studio set up for a few weeks, but I will still get the podcast episodes out on a weekly basis unless something comes up, but I don't foresee that happening. But if it does, I will post any changes to the programming on Twitter. Uh, that's like I said, follow me there. That is great. we you know, I'm up a lot of followers. I really appreciate everyone that follows me on Twitter. And we get a lot of engagement and everybody that likes retweets and just sends me messages on Twitter and gives their opinion on the podcast or I've gotten even a few ideas and I've actually had some people, you know, send me questions, you know, they're having an issue. Now it's hard to give advice. I don't really like to give a lot of advice like that when I'm not actually able to either see it firsthand or know exactly what's going on. Um, sometimes things get lost in a message, but, you know, I do try to give some general overall schools of thought on how to handle certain situations. And then I always tell them to go find somebody in their 
location in their area that can assist them with their issues. But I appreciate those people who have, you know, sent me some messages looking for a little advice. I appreciate that. And I, I know I've responded to everybody that has had an issue that has asked me for some advice. And it sounds like I know one that I've got confirmation, you know, she's having, she had a little situation arise. And also, you know, I gave her a little advice and, you know, things have kind of calmed down a little bit for her on her end. And I, you know, that's always good to hear because I did touch base with her earlier, a couple of days ago, just to kind of follow up and see how things were going. So reach out if you have an issue. If you want to be on the guest, if you have a story you want to share, reach out to me through any of the links or the uh, social media that I have said countless times in this podcast. And, but I would love to hear your story. You can either, you can come on the podcast or I will share your story on a future episode. Now, like I said, these demonic episodes are going to be take up most of the next month, I'm thinking about four episodes unless I get uh, an, a few interviews of people wanting to share their expertise on the subject. I'm planning that would probably space it out a little bit, maybe five, maybe six, depending on what it is. But I'm going to go four episodes, I'm pretty sure, right off the bat. And then I might f- sprinkle in some other stuff just to kind of make sure it doesn't get too boring or too monotonous and give everybody some topics that they might be interested in. If you could do me a favor, however you take in this podcast, be sure to subscribe, be sure to send us a like, write us a review, good or bad. I don't care. Just uh, show some interest and write a review. I appreciate constructive criticism. So if you like the podcast, but you there's some things you think I should change or do better or whatever, let me know. And if you're not following me on YouTube, be sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel. Now, I've kind of changed the way I've done YouTube because I've been focusing a little bit more on the podcast. I haven't been focusing as much on the video version of the uh, podcast episodes. I've kind of just gotten them. They're all up there, but you know, I used to go all out with those and record me actually recording the session, but here I've wanted to focus more on the actual audio podcast because I felt the podcast was, I was spreading my, spreading myself a little too thin. So I wanted to narrow down and really focus in on the audio portion of the podcast, but I'm going to try to get back to doing a little bit more with the video versions of the podcast. I, you know, I still want to focus on you guys that listen to this, however you take it in, whether it's Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Podcoin, which I've been talking about here lately. However you listen to this podcast, you know, I want to focus in on making sure you guys are getting top-notch content and also you're enjoying it before I move on to and put a lot of focus on the YouTube side of it. But I appreciate all the views I do get. I don't get many views, but I really didn't expect to, honestly. Um, But I want to stay with my grassroots on the podcast audio version of this podcast because I think that's where I get the most interaction from you guys. So 
Once again, thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this podcast. Um, I hope you look forward to these upcoming episodes where I'm going to dive into this demon topic really heavy. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go deep on it. And as I learn more, as I educate myself, I'm hoping to educate you as well. So thank you for listening and take care, everybody. We'll see you next week. different future starts with you that's why GoDaddy does more than help you find a name you can create sell and get found online so any small business could be a driving force to create change or build an empire we know old ideas aren't cutting it anymore so we're calling for a new generation of thinking your way of thinking so whatever you have in mind that will help make a different future find everything you need to get started at GoDaddy.com because the future isn't decided yet it's up to us to make it happen start different at GoDaddy.com The thing about comparing rates at Progressive.com is that by now you've heard a lot of ads about comparing rates at Progressive.com. We probably don't even need the words comparing rates anymore to remind you that seasoning steaks at Progressive.com is an easy way to save on car insurance. Or that swimming in trousers helps you find the lowest rate. And that's the thing about foraging for truffles. You've heard a lot of ads about standing tiptoe on a cinder block. Compare rates and sing softly to a wounded field mouse and save at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations.